explore yourself, develop spiritually, and create a spirit-centered life. Listen in as I bring forth metaphysical, spiritual, magical, and mystical information from my 60 years of intuitive living and 30 plus years of professional service. Welcome to your mystical direction. This is Lisa Busan. Hi, kidlets. How are you today? Today we're doing our mystical direction, which is a little bit of woo-woo learning and a little bit of fun and a little bit of mediumship. Today I'm talking about the elementals, which is the lower level of the angelic realm. And that's where you're going to find, and I know this gets really woo-woo for you guys, and I, I totally get it. I totally get it. When I was in seminary, we had to read a book called, or books, it's a set of four books called Spiritual Unfoldment by White Eagle. And there's a set of four books. And the second set, I love the first book. So I was really looking forward to the second book. And I get to the second book and I'm thinking, what the hell kind of bullshit is this? You know what? It's all about the elementals. And I'm thinking, okay, this is fairy tale crap. I felt so stupid. It's like, are you... Like, how stupid are you trying to make me out to be, right? Or you're pulling all this crap on me, and it's like, oh my gosh, this... No, absolutely not. Don't buy it. Because I'm one of those people, I do consider myself an open-minded skeptic, but when some things are just too woo-woo, my bullshit meters go up on top of my head like antennas, and... No, not going there. So anyways... So I read this book, and I'm thinking, this is a bunch of woo-woo, stupid stuff. And it's all about the elementals. Sylphs, undines, elves, gnomes, fairies, and divas, and um, nymphs, and naiads, and undines, and sprites, and zephyrs, and it's, it's just, it's nuts. It's really nuts. And it does seem pretty nuts. I'll admit. I will admit it. So anyways, so I read this book and I go back and talk to the pastor of the church. I'm thinking, you know, this is not what I signed up for when I decided to move forward with my ministerial work. You see, I've been taking classes for years and years and years at the spiritualist church. And it was about two years later, two and a half years later, that I was told, like, okay, I was told by God or some some higher being, the universe, that this is this was going to be my my pathway. And and then the first set of books, I'm already thinking, what the hell? Doesn't make sense, right? So maybe I'm not supposed to be in this class. Maybe I'm not supposed to be ordained because I just it doesn't just just doesn't vibe. So I finished reading the book. Did all my homework on the book, blah, blah, blah. And I'm still like, whatever. And about a week later, after finishing this report and everything I had to do, I was sitting in a seance. Never been in a seance before in my life. And again, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking it's woo-woo, you know, woo-woo or whatever, you know. 
And then this lady at the very end, never met her before, comes up to me and says, you're not going to believe this. But the whole time we were in seance, when the lights were down and you could barely see anything, I saw little people underneath your chair. Like, where in God's name would that have come from? Right? So, spirit finds ways to kind of slap us upside the head. And what's interesting is, so, and here's, here's something that I'd like to, like to share with you that you may have experienced yourself. Have you ever, for instance, been sitting at the kitchen table or something and, and you're engrossed in something, you're on your phone or computer or whatever, you're, you're looking at something, and all of a sudden on the floor, like in the corner, you see something go, Psst! and logically you're thinking, oh crap, it's a mouse. Could very well be the lower level of angels, right? The, one of the elementals. Could very well be that. Now, of course, it could also be a deceased cat, right? But usually they're up higher. It's not like toward the baseboards. And that's why I thought possibly that, you know, it's a mouse because it's like right along the edge of the baseboards underneath the covers or something like that. But that's very much where you would see an elemental. Very much so. You may also notice them, especially if you're a gardener. Especially if you're a gardener. You may notice what you think, oh my God, there's a mole or there's something else, you know, something walking around in the garden. It's probably an elemental. Because that level of the angelic realm works with the physical life. It works with physical things on the earth plane. More so than the heavenly angels. You know, granted, we like to say fairies are good luck or whatever. So Patty says, does that mean I shouldn't have had that raccoon removed from under my mobile home? No, absolutely remove it. Of course, absolutely remove it. So, because that's an intruder, right? That's an intruder. Anything of the, the angelic realm, like <clears throat> there's a place for everything. Right? And raccoons and skunks and squirrels, they don't need to be underneath your deck. You know, they can cause havoc, of course. So, over and above, we have to be logical here, kids, you know, of course. So, Mary says her gardens has a friend that she's never seen. How do you know that, Mary? Write that in the, write that in the uh, chat box. As in all things, especially connected to the earth, there's the four elementals. Earth, water, fire, and air. So... In the earth, you know, all this, this new rage with all the gnomes, you know, it's been going on for a couple of years now, that's been really crazy. Well, it's kind of interesting because that's, the gnomes are probably one of the, the first level of angels that you're ever going to experience yourself because they're of the earth, right? And even as little kids, we can, we can um, interact, right? Interact with that. Now, I know that Gnomes are big, actually, in Wicca or witchcraft. and But they're used to instill, or they're asked to instill confidence and um, endurance and things like that. And it's said, of course, you know, because of these, these um, folklore things, you know, 
gnomes are like cute little good-natured people, but that's not always the case, right? They can be very mischievous, right? Very mischievous. Um, now, it also says here that, see, I'm reading a little bit. Um, they can be called to aid magic associated with the element earth. So if you have anything going on in your garden, you'd help in your garden, or uh, maybe you're just planting some new trees or new plants or whatever, yeah, call on the angelic realm. So those are your gnomes, fairies, tree divas, and elves. Next is the water, which is an undine, naiads, sea nymphs, or sprites. And these are all in the water. Um, this is like ponds and lakes and oceans and puddles and things like that. And this is where the folklore of mermaids came from. Any type of water that has to do with its running or not, right? So very often I'll see like spirit people like adult like people deceased people that are attracted to water like the native americans right but for the most part their lives were associated with running water not necessarily ponds and stuff like that even though it's possible but not like a river or something like that but the little tiny like little undines they're often they often look like little I would say, to me, they almost look like a dragonfly. And you know how a, a dragon, what you think is a dragonfly, is, is like bounces across the, the surface of the water. Yeah. Could be a dragonfly, could be an undine. The air, which are air divas, builders, zephyrs, and sylphs. Now, these are the things that, you know, sometimes we think that they're like, is it a hummingbird? More often than not, is it a lightning bug because they too have their little they have their little spirit lights right just like spirit people do everybody has a light it's like their internal universal energy right um it has been suggestion that the muses of greek mythology were sylphs who had assumed human form in order to guide humans on their spiritual pathways so there's a lot of fairies and actually there's sylphs that appear in human form like when you see Artist, artistic paintings or drawings of fairies, right? And this is why they appear like they're human with wings. So that's those are the air. Those are the air um, elementals. And then we have the fire, which is the salamanders. And this is why you see um, sometimes if, if you're outdoors especially and fires start like randomly, whether it's a spark or whatever, however it starts, but it might start randomly. And I, like I said, I know these are such weird things. So link through the heat in which we maintain our, our bodily temperatures. They can influence our emotions and general temperament. The salamanders, in other words, the fire, the fire elementals, um, have a big and profound effect upon the human nature. Okay? So our, our heat... Right? Our imagination, and sometimes we get all hot and, and bothered and all that kind of stuff. So Jenny asks, I've heard streams or rivers are gateways. Yeah, absolutely, they're gateways. Very, very, so, very much so. And Valerie says, so when I think I'm listening to trees, water, etc., is it actually something else? Not necessarily so, but could be. 
I understand totally what you're talking about, Valerie. Because I remember back when I was about six. I know. How do you remember that? But I do. It was very profound. I was in the front yard all by myself. And there was probably 12 trees in our front yard. Huge. Lots of trees. And I was just all by myself. And I would just stand there. And all of a sudden, this great big gust of wind came through the trees. And in that moment, I had the absolute certainty that reincarnation was a thing. Even though at six, I didn't know what the hell reincarnation was. So was it air that was talking to me? Was it the air elementals? Was it God? Was it the universe? I don't know. You know, at six, who the hell knows, right? I prefer to think it was just God talking to me. That we had more than one lifetime to live. And I remember, even at that young age, thinking, thank God we have more than one lifetime to get it all done. Because I remember feeling overwhelmed that, like, there's no possible way we could get everything we want done in one lifetime. Like, what, what six-year-old thinks of that, right? And because my mom never talked about stuff like that. So I understand totally what you're talking about listening to the trees. Do you talk to your plants? Yeah. Right? I talked about it just the other day on the Immortal Peacock when I did a coffee and company. Um, my plants tell me when they need to be watered. I know, it sounds stupid. But is it the plant or is it an earth elemental? Could be either or. Or both. Right? So trees and water have voices. Yes, they do. Plants and water have voices. If you are quiet enough to listen and you're able to tune into that, you know, especially if you're a plant person. My daughter-in-law is like a genius when it comes to plants. And she talks to all the plants. That's her thing. So she's kind of like a little elemental herself <laughs> but yeah so everything everything in in the earth or in the universe has its own soul i consider right it has its own soul and because of that it can be communicated with i know you might think i'm a woo woo weirdo but that's okay mary says here's something straight and where did it go mary says one particular angel is always laying on its side no matter how many times they secure it isn't that funny? So do you think your angels are telling you that you need rest? Or could it be one of your angels saying to you, like, I'm a little wonky. Are you a little wonky, Mary? It's very possible. Even though we're talking about elementals today, here's something that, that might be helpful to you if you're talking about, like, just angels in general. Uh, now, by no means am I the, the expert here. But I do know when I first started to develop intentionally, spiritually, and started taking classes at the Spiritualist Church, in meditation, we were, it was an angel class, and we meditated one day to, to meet our angels. And I'm thinking, I've got this lady here, and she's in a beautiful white dress. She's lovely, but she's got no wings. Until I asked her to turn around, and they were about this big. And the more I grew spiritually, the more I learned, the more I came and became adept at communicating with the spiritual world and learning about my own spirituality, the greater her wings became. And now they're like 10 feet wide. But my point being that the form in which the angel comes to you, Mary, may be very telling. Maybe very telling. Or maybe you need to move that little angel statue. Maybe the squirrels don't like it. You have to trust and listen. 
And if your angel wants to lay it aside, leave it there. Leave it there. There's a message there for you. I always believe. There's always a message in everything, I think. I'm going to be doing some random, a couple random readings. I've only got two spirit people here today. So we'll see at least two people here right now. So of those people who are listening in, pay attention. See if one of these are your, is a loved one for you. Oh, I have a, I have a boy here. A boy, boy, young boy. This was either, um, oh, hang on. I'm not sure, mind you, if this is a live birth, stillbirth, abortion, miscarriage. I don't know. He comes to me, just so I know that it's a little boy, he comes to me like looking, uh, his appearance is of maybe a two-year-old, all right? Maybe one and a half to two. But that just tells me that he was young when he passed. Now, I want you to keep in mind that, okay, so, and then what they do, which is what he just did, he kind of morphs into a teenager. So I still know he's a kid, but he's very capable of communicating properly so that we'll understand. Now, the the boy has brown hair, dark brown hair, um, almost black, I would say, but and wavy, a little bit wavy. So I mean, you might want to think of his dad, right, or think of you, like your appearance, wavy, dark brown hair. Um, he's talking to me about someone here being very matter-of-fact, Almost as if, no, I don't know why you'd be here if you were matter of fact, but almost as if we're still not certain whether spirit communication or even the elementals are really a thing. And I, I get it. You know I do. I get it. I am hearing Mary, Mary, quite contrary. So yes, Mary could be the name. But also that because of this child's birth, you can see yourself being hardened by it, I would say, hardened by it, okay, which is understandable, of course. Now, I'm also looking at, he's laughing, he says, tough as leather, so you would have to be like a sun worshiper or something like that, all right, or you just took a trip and you're nice and tan, or maybe you're sunburnt like I am, um, so keep that in mind. I do want to say that this is either your child or someone very, very close to you, like a nephew or something like that. I am picking up a close relationship to the water. So it's either a, I'm seeing either a lake, a big lake. Yeah, I feel like it's a big lake. So if you can take this, I know this is pretty cryptic, I'll admit it. So you'd have to have lost a young boy or a nephew. There's a relationship to being contrary and or the name Mary. I'm also seeing a lake, a big lake. Um, I don't know if it's in Michigan or, or wherever it is. I do not think, however, that it's an ocean. I feel like it's a big lake. I'm also seeing, I want to go, I want to go up north for some reason. Like possibly a cottage or living up north. I'm hearing the name Teddy. So it could literally be Ted, or it can also be a golden retriever mm -hmm. or golden lamb, one of the two. So you guys can take this. Please let me know, and I'll connect in a little bit further. So Abby says, my best friend lost a boy at four, but not in the lake. It was in water, though. Okay, I'm not sure why. Okay. I didn't necessarily, Abby, get that the child passed in the water. 
I just got that there's a water link here, whether they lived on the water or had a cottage on the water or whatever, okay? So that could be it. And they're not sure why Mary, but keep in mind it could be, what I heard was Mary, Mary, quite contrary. So it could very well be that your friend is just in a lousy ass mood or that there's a Mary involved with that family somewhere, right? So there might be a grandma or great grandma on the other side named Mary. I'm also feeling, and so if Abby, this is you, one of the things I'm seeing is the next couple months, like one, two, three months, there's going to be a big, um, what I'm hearing is a jump. And when I hear the word jump, that tells me that there's going to be a big, like, level up. So whether it's uh, work or finances or whatever, but there's going to be a big level up that this child says. And what I'm hearing is, <clears throat> tell them to hang on, but there's going to be some kind of jump. I'm sorry I'm not able, because I know this, this child's not communicating very well, but... Okay, um... Diana, maybe. This might be a cleedon for you, Diana. Um, she says her brother's stepson was around eight when he passed, living on living in Spruce on Hubbard Lake. So it's possible, dear. It's possible. If you can take all the information, just own it. Absolutely own it. So, ladies, so I leave that with you. So, so pass that on to the parents. That would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. Right? I also have a gentleman here. Tall, six foot, I would say, close to six foot. On the lean side, I would say he's gaunt, very, very thin, he's gaunt. I do get a sense of um, hearing aids. I get a sense of him being, kind of reminds me of my own father, but it's not my dad. Hearing aids. I also get a sense of him having some difficulty with the family all right being difficulty um kelly yes take it as a clean on honey oh okay hang on just a minute she said could be your husband's nephew his mom and dad are close to me his mom is contrary i had a little eric two weeks before his passing up at the cottage right by the lake he was two had a big golden dog like retriever hmm there we go okay so anyways getting back to this man Six footish, double hearing aid. I do get a sense having difficulty walking. I'm not certain if he was able to walk at all, but I definitely am seeing him walking with a cane and being pretty shaky, like he should probably use a walker or even a, a, an amigo or something like that, right? Now, I'm also seeing that there was some kind of bracing on a leg or some, some kind of uh, stocking or something like that. So there's probably circulation or something like that going on as well. I'm also seeing... Oh, just a minute. Oh, I hate when they do this. So Spirit... He just gave me the name Max. Years ago, Spirit showed me a great, big, humongous dog, like a Newfoundland. And the dog's name was Max. So now every time there's a huge dog that comes through, his name is Max. So Max can be literal, so like it could be someone's name, right? But it can also be just a huge dog, all right? So if you could take this grandpa or father, um, hearing aids, had a hard time walking with a walker because of the stroke, he had conflicts with children. Yes, Andrea Nunn, yes, absolutely. So do you understand there's also a big dog in spirit, Andrea? Yeah, oh, and Rose, your golden was Max. Okay, yeah. So... 
one of the things he's talking to me about, this is kind of funny, he's got what looks like a brown paper bag, like a lunch bag, like an old-fashioned lunch bag, and he just makes me feel like he's, he's saying to me that I was just this average man, you know, I went, went to work, did my thing, you know, walking around with my little lunch bag, and, and here we are, and he's also talking to me about having this little stash of whether it's in a little paper bag or not, having a little stash of important things. And it makes me feel like there's a lot of little stashes here. So I'm not sure what all these little stashes is he's talking about, but it makes me feel like like maybe there was money in one bag hidden in the closet, and maybe there was some a nice watch hidden in a bag, and a, and the bottom of a shoe, you know, things like that, right? So I just feel like you would have found a bunch of different, like, silly little things that were safe. He is saying to me, now, you know, he would have had a conflict with children, as you said, Andrea. However, one of the things he's talking to me, talking to me about is the... I don't know if it's the noise or not enough patience any longer or something like that, Andrea. Um, keep in mind that that is... just feel like it's not it's not who he was and he didn't want to be that way he's telling me that it was just a like harsh words or getting snappy it was like a, a gut instinct right so he just wants you to know that he is um, he's not that way even though that's the way he came across. And it, I do need to add with you, you know, from what I've learned is that, you know, when we come down here, it seems to me like we play a role. Again, I've, I've said that the earth is a great big stage play, and it really is. And, and what he's saying to me is he was just playing his role. He's just playing his role, honey. And from that... We learn how to be and how not to be. Yeah, so you're right, Andrea. It could be because he underwent a lot of things in his job and health. And I just feel like just everything compounding and not knowing really how to express what he's feeling or express things that are troubling him. You Because know, let's face it, in that generation, they didn't do that. They didn't talk about emotions and feelings and all that kind of stuff. Men are still universally difficult in that in that realm. But even more so, the higher we go up in our generations, right? Because these men are told to be tough and rough and, and don't show emotion. We're supposed to be the strong guy and a bunch of hooey stuff, right? So we understand that, yeah. So he's just coming through to let you know that he, just, he loves you all. <laughs> even the kids. Of course he did. Of course he did. And he still does. He still does. <laughs>